Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly. Nick and George here with Hollow Can We Go? And it sucks. It does. 2009's vampire horror comedy suck. What's the Which pers- you called fangs a whole bunch of times. Thank you, calling it fangs. It- <laughs> when you. When you have generic one-word titles like that, like that's just what happens. <laughs> like, no, not just you; it's anyone. Like Nick Biden over here. <laughs> right. uh, Nick Biden. I love that movie. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> sir. It's called Sucks. Hilarious. Uh, but before we get into sucks, <laughs> now you're pluralizing it. Sucks. Before, before we get into Fangs. <laughs> no. George had a really good. Uh, <laughs> Post here on the Hollow Weekly Facebook page. And if you're not following us, follow us. We have a good time. If you like the page, get in the group. Page got like almost 66,000. Yeah, yeah, it's seventy. The group's got like 22K. It'll be 70,000 by the time they get there. There's 22,000 people in the private group. And there are a lot of opinions. There are. That group, I had to patrol that shit earlier. Okay. The post was this. Let's play a game. Hit us with your worst movie pitches. And so some of the examples that you gave in the post was it's the invisible man meets it follows. It's babe pig in the city meets Saul. That's my favorite. It's Cujo meets pet cemetery and it's maximum overdrive meets a quiet place. There was one that didn't make it on the list. Can I yes. spoil it for yeah, them? Cause I really like that one. Yes. One of my ideas was it's toy story meets final destination. <laughs> That's classic, which is classic, but I wanted to go through some of the comments here. Uh, I mean, I, I literally just loaded up the first couple, and I was like, "Oh, these are great. We got to read one in the next episode." Yep. I'm just gonna give out a few of these. So, uh, Jake Top Fang, he's been with us for a while, said it's Puppet Master versus Small Soldiers. That's actually a <laughs> really cool. Actually, one. I would watch that <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> like that's actually so. Cool. I want you to read them, and then I want us to say what we would spend to watch it. All right. So that one, gotcha. Okay. That one, I would, I would buy that. Okay, I'd buy movie, that movie SD. theater rent. Or bargain bin. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I mean, I would buy that. I would buy it streaming for like five ninety nine. I would for sure. I would buy it in streaming and I would definitely rent it. I would definitely get it on the bargain bin. Uh Three from Hell meets the Langoliers. <laughs> that was Martin. That's pretty good. Uh let's see here. It's Barney No, I'm not reading that one. Barney didn't have sex with no one. That's not how you pitch a movie. Um uh, <laughs> Oh man, I haven't even heard of so this. Okay, well, there's it, lots of ways to pitch movies. I the, I took the pitch model from the player, which we did on our Criterion podcast. Because remember, remember in the player, they kept doing it's like blah 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 meets blah blah. Well, how's this one? It's like High School Musical two meets Fatal Attraction. Go go go! No no. Oof. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is a great one here. This is from Dustin. It's Beethoven the movie yes. meets an American werewolf in London. That I see that one. I would buy. I would go to the theater. I would go to the theater for that one. Like that. Blumhouse presents. Yes, Beethoven fucks people up. <laughs> I would definitely go see. That. I would. I would do that one here. Uh, oh no, a lot of a lot of three from hell. It's like it's. It's it's three from hell meets three men and a baby. <laughs> oh no, that's six problems. Oh my god, know. that that movie would be sponsored by like Marlboro and Coors Light. <laughs> De- definitely. Um, this is a weird one. It's Captain Marvel meets the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I don't know what that means. Captain Marvel? I didn't see it. Rocky Horror. 
I mean, I know what Rocket Warrior is, but I don't know how you combine it with Captain Marvel. A lot of dancing. <laughs> a lot of makeup. A lot of blush. <laughs> oh, Captain Marvel's a musical. Mm-mm. It will be now. Good. Brie Larson's going to be throwing around in space. It's going to be amazing. You know, saying, don't dream it, be it. Uh, so, <laughs> no. Oh, no. I'm not reading. I can't read that. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is a great one. This okay. is from Dustin. To all the boys I've loved before, the Netflix uh, rom-com. Sure. Meets all the boys love Mandy Lane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. That's that is good. a great one. Good use of title. Uh, let me just get a few more of these because uh, these are these are pretty good here. Uh, it it comes and it comes at night. Meets the sound of music. Uh, wow. Someone said Disney Frozen meets Adam Green's Frozen. That I would do. Oh <laughs> shit. Okay. Uh, gonna, okay. I got the last two. I got the definitely the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the second last one. Uh, Robin said it's the Muppets meets Human Centipede. <laughs> They're all sewn together. That I would avoid. I would pay to avoid seeing that. And uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, the, this is the winner though, and this is the one I would pay twice to see in the theater. I would stream it for my friends, and I would buy all the copies in the bargain bin. Mrs. Doubtfire meets Cloverfield. Oh, for <laughs> sure. You would Kickstarter that, have your name in the credits. Yeah, I would pay. I would do whatever I can to be part of that group. Just her, <laughs> just Robin Williams dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire. Who knew? <laughs> like buildings are collapsing and like people are screaming. Would be amazing. military jeeps and tanks are so would flying be, by. Her. That'd be amazing. <laughs> good job, group. You guys did incredible work. Oh, those were some I like good K- answers. It's Call of Cthulhu meets God's Not Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that would be uh, pretty whatever. Dustin put Midsummer meets La La Land. Whoa. That'd be a... Wrap your brain around. Catchy music <laughs> and trippy visuals, man. I'm down. Right. right. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> Rear Window meets Disturbia. That already happened. That... <laughs> <laughs> What? That, that combination. That's how they made the movie. <laughs> like already, imagine Shia LaBeouf in you know, the window. Willy Wonka meets Candyman. I like the. Mm. I like that they put Willy Wonka and Candyman. That's in. that's. I like. I see what they did there. Very clever. That's pretty good. I like that. Good job, group. We love it. All right. So for how low can we go? We have decided to not to break our bounds from Rotten Tomatoes and not solely rely on Rotten Tomatoes because there are other aggregators like in this instance, Metacritic. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to go one percentage point down. I think we're a 54 now. Yeah, this should be like 54. So this was 54 on the, in the Metacritic meter. This is 2009's horror comedy. Suck. Suck. Which not fangs, not, not fangs, which was really good. People. Can we talk about that? This movie was really fun. It was a blast, right? It reminded me a lot of, uh, I forget what year it was, but it was the movie with Zach Galifianakis called Out, Out Cold. Like it, it had it had that level of uh, budget and fun. <laughs> the budget for this was like... Dude, it's it's a B-movie in the best form. It is definitely a B-movie in the best form. And how did you I, find it again? You said... I, I just went to Metacritic and searched movies over 54 because I didn't find anything that interested me around the world. <laughs> and this was there, and I was like... So I, I'm let's let's back up for a second. I don't like horror comedies generally. I mean, right. I'm a big fan. I love Tucker and Dale. And I like Shaun of the Dead and all that stuff. But they don't hit me the way they hit a lot of people, right? I'm not because comedy is not usually my thing. I'm more like uh, intense uh, movie kind of person. So I, it wasn't my natural inclination to pick this. But 
I kept reading about. So first of all, this thing is stocked with, with like rock and roll people. So Alice got, Cooper, Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop, right? Exactly. So the, Henry Rollins. So that caught my my attention because I'm a big Henry Rollins fan, right? Mm-hmm. So that and then Dave Foley's in it. The the kids in the hall. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and Moby, right? And Moby's in it. He was disgusting <laughs> so playing a guy named beef or whatever yeah beef. and then but the thing that sold me that always sells me is malcolm mcdowell when i saw that malcolm yeah, mcdowell was yeah, playing yeah. the van helsing character i was like eddie oh. van helsing I, eddie van helsing yeah <laughs> I was, this is a I, rock and roll movie i, man. I was sold as soon as eddie van helsing what i didn't expect was jessica perry who plays the lead female the bass player, role, the bass player, uh, vampire uh, killer, what uh, was incredible. The only one I bumped on was the lead actor, the guy, the head of the band. I mean, he was he was he was the straight guy. He was you know yeah. he had to go down the straight and narrow. I hated him so much that it was hard to watch. Like, yeah, he had he had to be that role though. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> kind of like annoying. He was like, it's all about the band and the music, man. Like that kind of bullshit. You're like, oh my god, blow it out your ass. Totally. What were the things you liked about this, Hugo? <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we didn't even mention Hugo. Like that's my favorite Hugo part of the was, whole. Hugo movie. was amazing. Hugo was the Renfield character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just always getting the shitty end of the stick, yeah. talking about himself in the third person, doing the worst things, hacking up bodies for the bass player, like yeah. doing like being promised immortality, being like, I don't think he ever gets it. No. Nope. <laughs> <He never, Nope. laughs> he ever gets it. Nope. He's just this poor motherfucker. Just gets like he just gets the, the short of the stick every every chance he can get in this movie. Yep. He's the best comic relief I've seen in a horror comedy in a while. He was great. He was in a long great. while. He was unfazed sometimes, and then sometimes he was freaking out, and it was just perfect. He, he started to get like the like the what was like the uh, what, what what they call that stare that people get like when they're shell shocked. Oh, the forty I, yard stairs. Yeah, right, right. he started. He started having that by the end of the totally. movie. Just he totally did. Actually, he, he totally did, which was amazing. Um, the idea behind this movie is that they, this band, the winners, are a bunch of losers, and they are kind of at the end of their string. They clearly the band's falling apart. They're not getting any attention. They're starting to be like their music was pretty good. It was catchy. I want to say oh, yeah. like it, you know, for what it was for the time frame that it was coming out of. Um, but they were getting no success. And then their bass player gets turned into a vampire by a wicked looking vampire by, yeah. By like the less that on steroids, like this rock, star vampire he's got crazy eyes he's, he's actually pretty unsettling he's huge like too right like he's just like enormous he doesn't need to be a vampire to like he's just kind of freaky looking right, right yeah ring mayhem there there was some really weird artsy stuff that would break out out of nowhere where yeah. all of a sudden you were in a lynch movie or a lars von true film dude this it, movie looked like they had so much fun <laughs> editing like <laughs> Like they're just like whatever tools we got, throw them in. Like this movie probably don't got a big budget, so we're just gonna fuck off in every way possible. I was really gratified to hear some Robert Johnson music going on. So like they were doing. Oh yeah, little, when he was at the crossroads. Yeah, that was a pretty incredible. The crossroads scenes were fucking terrible. Iggy Pop. There's a lot of. Iggy Pop is a terrible actor. But hey man, you know what? <laughs> you know, give me that bag, and we'll get recording another song. <laughs> That's. The, the, his best moment was 
when the band went into the studio to cut a song and he was not impressed with his band. And then he had to play once they started playing. And for some reason that, that moment where they were supposed to crush it and record their first single, they played the worst song they played the whole movie. So I don't know who wrote that one. Probably, probably <laughs> Iggy pop, but they, then they cut over to Iggy pop and he's supposed to be like impressed and won over by them. But Iggy pop's nature is clearly not to be impressed or won over by anything because when it cut over to him, he looked like, like I, I would look if you offered me like a day old subway sandwich mm-hmm. and he was supposed to be like having a revelation like he was hearing the recording of let it be or whatever but he was he just looked mildly interested right so but it was his best moment because it was at least he was in his element it was the musical thing going on you could tell he was super comfortable so that part was fine henry rollins plays a dog oh, he was <laughs> he's so condescending in that scene it's so good I fucking I can rewatch that scene right now. Lose my shit. <laughs> he plays every person he's ever hated who's ever asked him a dumb question. Interview like composited, right? Like he put them all together and played the most annoying possible version. He's just like every chance he talks, he's just gonna <laughs> hurt your feelings, and there's nothing you can do about it. He was like a shock jock, like it was terrible, and then he gets wasted. So that was pretty amazing. He was good. It had a little idle hands feel in parts, so I thought that was good because yeah, I think that all kind of goes like that low budgety kind of like totally. feel well it's just i think i honestly that feeling probably just comes from the fact that the movie's fun yeah, yeah. like doesn't take itself seriously at all like the yeah. vampire has a musical part in it where he's singing totally. like you know the, which was actually pretty scary can i say i mean this movie is not scary let's get real right, right, but, right. but but for what it is it's a, he was intimidating like it was intimidating and and the hallucination like her transforming into a vampire scene like was spinning on the floor pretty intense right? yeah so if you put it on a scale of so like let's be honest the scene where they transform um the first young girl we meet in Dr. Sleep. Remember she's in the theater and she's right, right, right. I forget what she does. She's like marking people somehow. She was like telling, like doing something to the perverts. Right. Exactly. Right. So, and then she gets transformed into, into join the, the Rose, the hats tribe. That was scary. So like, that's a 10, let's say, well, it's not a 10. Let's it's an eight out of 10. Right. So this, this sat like somewhere at a six, which is, Really good for a horror comedy musical. <laughs> right, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, because horror comedy musicals are tall. And one of the things that's really interesting is that is that so there's a long tradition of American horror movies making everything that they need to make weird look really European because <laughs> yeah 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 it's vampires are a bunch of assholes <laughs> so we give them a bunch of like Shakespeare frills and co- frilled collars and like you know weird shit like whatever so they were full on Euro trash all these yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like all the vampire like tribe was was really really bizarre and weird and it made them a little unsettling because it was just so random <laughs> like, yeah. how they were like outfitted and, and, and it was weird how like they always showed that establishing shot of like his kind of mansion it just looked like so like hey who on the crew has the biggest house <laughs> whose mom has the biggest house okay we're just gonna shoot the top part of it <laughs> with exactly the sun in the back or the moon in the background and that's it that's exactly we're, we're just gonna right. put that shot in every yep. time we use that interior that was pretty hilarious the 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 camaraderie with the band and oh, yeah. hugo they're they're like roadie yep was really well done yep and all the actors did a knockout job because, like, they all each had a very, very, very distinctive personality. The leader was, like, a really weak kind of leader. He, he thought he could rally the band together with big success. He was never going to fucking do yep. it. The bass player, every, like, they were all talented. The bass player just kind of wanted to move on. The um, the drummer 
or was it the other guitarist? The, it was the other guitarist. He was just kind of like in La La Land, kind of like he'd go wherever he wants. And totally. the drummer, I forget what the fuck the drummer even did. He was like he the was third just one. there to he die. He was just there to die. <laughs> Spinal tap. <laughs> but time. but you got you got a sense of like what they were what they were all about, especially when they start like asking her about like becoming a vampire because the bass player is the first one to go. And the way they tried hiding it <laughs> with each other. Oh my god, that scene was that was probably one of my favorite things. Them hiding it from each other. Yeah, them that all them all getting jealous of like the success being only her. They're like, well, if we're all vampires, we'll get a lot of success. But they didn't want to tell the lead singer that they're turning into vampires, so they're sitting in the car, miserable. <laughs> I just thought that whole scene was just. Oh, yeah, the way they all started to get turned and all of that, and the fact that Hugo kept like, why not me? Like, <laughs> why not Hugo? Which was absolutely pretty spectacular. Um, the lead actress did a great job of being... I'm thinking of the scene where they stop at the convenience store mm-hmm. to get to stock up or whatever. She She was pretty intense. Right, yeah. like you could tell when she when she got on when she went on the prowl, it it was it it gave me like that old howling feel that I appreciate, you know, where right, you, had, right, you right. got you know the atmosphere looks a little cheesy and you know the effects are going to be a little whatever, but it was still really cool to watch someone really commit to it a hundred percent. I think Man. that's the thing I loved about it was that everyone was committed to it except for Dave Foley, who was clearly sleepwalking through the whole thing, and that's fine because because that's his character like th- that's what the character was doing too a shitty manager he, he was a manager who just didn't give a shit <laughs> he was like you think about japanese pop and he answers the phone he's like can you do uh <laughs> no I, and also what did you think of the human capri sun oh that was glorious that was absolutely glorious and it was it was creepy how they filmed it right yeah because they sped it up and then all of a sudden she was on the side of him like just draining the shit out of him and he was like yeah he, he looked like he had no idea what was happening then hugo had to clean it up and her, 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 her uh, using the glam on him to, <laughs> to make him to do it. I just think this whole movie, like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really glad we're here talking about it. Cause like, I remember the feeling I had when I watched it out cold and it was like an underrated comedy. And I was like, I couldn't wait to have other people. Like I got, like, this is the first time I've had that feeling again. of like, listen, I found like the true meaning of like an underrated gem right. of a movie. Yep. And it's this. Yep. And it's got a good heart. Like it's, it's definitely something where they know they're not making something super important, but they know they're going to, they got right what they needed to get right to have it be a legitimate movie. Right. right. So it wasn't just like some, like it it wasn't the room or like something. There was, know, there was, there was, it a was vi- really competently done. And there was a vision behind it. Like they wanted to have that yeah. rock and roll traveling band aesthetic and they knocked it out of the park. And can we talk about how the fact that everyone always jokes and talks about how Malcolm McDowell phones in his performances and his performance of this one was really good. <laughs> Other Like Dave Foley was phoning in his performance hard and which is fine. Cause that was, like I said, he was, he was playing a disinterested manager by, played by a disinterested actor. It was perfect. But Malcolm McDowell really, like, he he seemed, when, when he was hunting the vampires, he was playing sort of like the Roddy McDowell character from Fright Night, right? Right. So, like, when he was hunting the vampires, when he was getting thwarted, he seemed really frustrated that he couldn't, he couldn't catch them. He was afraid of the dark, so when they knocked the flashlight out of his hands, he seemed legitimately terrified. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he's just, every time he comes on the screen, it gets better. Like, the, whatever movie he's in, he did the same thing for Rob Zombie's Halloweens. He shows up on the screen, movie gets better. Also, what about, what about them using the old footage? of him from back in the day when that they were showing the crazy. <laughs> I thought that was so smart. That was pretty cool though. I, I, I love, I love that. And it, it just, it added to like, 
that fun B movie atmosphere where yes. it was like again like they weren't taking themselves seriously but they really had an idea and a vision for a story that like they thought would be fun to tell yep totally and that's you know it's funny because one of the things that you get a lot with horror comedies that seems really bizarre is so and i'm gonna say this and it's gonna i'm the only person in and the world that thinks this so i'm just gonna like it cop to being weird but some a lot of horror comedies exhaust me because they're horror comedies like Cabin in the Woods, Shaun of the Dead. Right. You know, but they also open out onto an entire world where everything is at stake, whether it's Zombieland or or Shaun of the Dead or whatever. Like the whole world's going to shit. And you've got like I know you're not supposed to take it this seriously, but when you're watching it, it's like the whole world is in balance. It reminds me of Cabin in the Woods, which really agitated me when I first saw it because it's right. a really well-made movie. But then when they ended the whole world at the end of the horror comedy, I was like, whatever they did, they men and blacked it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so this one was small scale and just said small scale. There was yeah, no, yeah. there was no vampire the outbreak. World. There was no, like, they're going to get out of hand. We got to stop them or they're going to turn the president. There was no, mm-hmm. they were just like, it was the thing I love about Tucker and Dale. We've got a small slice of society. We love the small slice of society. We're going to, sh- we're going to shits Creek it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. We're going right. to, sh- we're going to live here. We're going to stay here. We're not going to widen it out to a bigger thing. We're going to, we love these people and this situation they live in. We're going to spend as much time with them there as possible without like the rather. And I loved it for that. I don't know why, but the first film when, when he put like small scale, I was like, Oh, you mean like Captain Phillips? <laughs> Comparing those, I mean, <laughs> sort of, sort of, it's hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of bad horror pitches, I love that we're finishing suck with. It's like oh, it's like it's, it's like uh, it's like what we do in the shadows meets Captain Phillips. <laughs> That's a great one. Oh my gosh, I would watch the shit out of that one. But this is an eminently rewatchable movie. I guarantee you that it, when this thing comes back on on Sci-Fi Network three months from now, I'm going to sit through all of it. Dude, it is like, like I wish somewhere, like if Hollow Weekly could host a midnight movie. Not a midnight movie. No, I hate midnight movies. No, no, no. If we host a movie, it's going to be a six o'clock. <laughs> I'm going to watch Dateline when I get home. Volo Weekly hosts at a six o'clock yes, movie exactly. thing at one of the local theaters in LA. I would show Suck <laughs> first because I would want to see, I would want to be in the audience watching that movie for the first time. I love your plan because the the demographic that they had in mind when they made this movie was people who wake up at 11.30 p.m. So I love that you're holding your Suck Film Festival <laughs> at 5 Right, we're gonna have a have a nice fish fry. <laughs> go see this, and then be in bed by night. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to the uh, Golden Corral afterwards, and <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be a really good time. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. Perfectly. No, oh, and then is there anything else we're missing? The movie was fun. The no, was I highly recommended. Go check, check it out. out because I mean, oh, I, ratings because it's how low can we go? Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. I, it, even judging it from the three reviews it had on Amazon, like <laughs> this is the, ten people have seen this movie, so go, go see it and, and let us know what you think. Well, we'll know your rating. We'll we'll know we heard about it. We'll know we heard about it from. We'll know you heard about it from us because you didn't hear about it from anyone else. Him from us. I so I mean, I think that this legit. There's no way this movie's not fresh, right? 
So I feel like this, like if we're doing that kind of rating, I feel like this movie is, oh, yeah, it, is like a 68%. That's, you know, where, I mean. I that's fair. I mean, I, enjoyability factor, it's way higher, right? But like. Right, right, right. But right. It, you got to, there, there's, there's something to say for in the ratings themselves. Like the execution of this movie is an 85%. But I'm going to give it like a 7. I'm going to give it a flat 70 because there's some movies that just don't try to do a whole lot. <laughs> right? And you got to give people credit for trying to do right. a little bit more than what this movie They woke up every day and they shot that film. Trying to do. But, so execution 80, ambition 12. That's <laughs> right. Acting median, 9. Median score. 70. Okay, 70 makes sense. I would, I would agree. I think 70 is like the perfect spot for something like Suck. Yes. All right. Exactly. Well, if you're the other person who saw this movie, <laughs> give us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate, Go, really appreciate give it. Give us a review and then give them a review, and I feel like we're going to have the same amount of reviews. And donate to Hugo's Indie Go, Go Fund Me. <laughs> At the end of the day. All but right. It's a thoroughly enjoyable movie. If you like... If you like um, late '90s, 2000s era music, you're already set. Yeah, it's kind of got that 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 vibe. It's a it's a mood for sure. For sure, it's a definite so, mood. Yeah, definitely. So go check it out and let us know what you think. Talk to you later. Watch a bunch of scary movies. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.